If you remember this time last week on this program, during this first segment, I talked about the vaccine passports and, and what an important issue that is. And uh, that issue uh, accelerated uh, a lot in the last seven days. And it, 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 at quite a frightening speed. And uh, there's a lot of naysayers out there. Of course, if we even mentioned this a year ago, we were being called conspiracy theorists. Uh, and people said, oh, that's never going to happen. We're just, just lockdowns only for 15 days, three weeks to flatten the curve, save the health system from being overloaded. You remember all that? Does anybody remember all that? Or have you had your, have you had your, uh, your, your RAM memory uh, erased already? Uh, and if you have, I don't blame you. A lot of people, it's just, it's the overload is just too much and not everybody can, can withstand the avalanche of propaganda and information that people have been absolutely inundated with over the last 12 months. You know, I could spend a lot more time on the, the, the grand global cabal and, you know, their machinations. And we have in the past to some degree. But we also need to pay attention to what's happening coming down the pipeline now and what are the mechanisms in which it's going to be implemented. And then from that point, you can look and see, is there a way to uh, intervene if you still have some citizenship left to be able to intervene, to, to disrupt, to stop, to reject, to sideline, to, to vanquish, if you will, some of these absolutely dastardly dastardly programs, initiatives, and agendas that are, are literally being rammed, literally being rammed up your nose right now. So one of those is the vaccine passport. So how, how are they doing this? Very simple. So Britain and Greece, Greece is a soft target. You saw what happened during the financial meltdown in Europe. Greece got absolutely shafted and they could have, they would have been within their rights to leave Europe at that point, uh, but they didn't. They, uh, they groveled back to Brussels and uh, they became a, a, a surf nation of, of the poor south of Europe from that point forward. But they belong to the greater EU, so I guess there's some honor in that or some, some prestige, I guess. But anyway, they didn't learn their lesson which is don't bow to external pressure. So they're, they're, they're a soft target. And of course, their tourism industry has been decimated by COVID, by the lockdown, not COVID, by the, by the government lockdowns. Let's get it straight. And so everybody wants, I mean, Greece needs the tourism money from the rich north. And the rich north needs a compliant partner in crime. Well, enter Greece. So the UK have been behind the scenes quietly coordinating with Greece on a vaccine passport. And of course, the, uh, the UK ministers are all, well, we're, of course, we're not seriously considering this now. And they just denied it every time they're asked from December, January, and early February. And so why they were denying it, of course, and say, well, that's not our plan. It's not in the plan. We don't do that. We don't force medical procedures on. That's not what we do. We're British. We're civilized. 
And of course, they were they were planning it all along. And it was it's so far down the track. And by the way, if you're in the United States, they're doing it there as well. A number of states have already announced that it's almost a certainty that there's going to be a vaccine passport. They're already advertising it. They're putting out these uh, these dumbed down an animated PSAs. The entire L.A. County School District is signed up to this uh, technocratic tagging. You know, essentially treating treating you, treating you, treating the public like cattle. Because if you opt into this uh, program, that's all you are. What do they do with, with cattle? They herd them, they vaccinate them. Sorry, sorry to be a little bit hardcore uh, about it, but you know, if, if you really feel that you have no choice but to accept vaccinations for uh, supposedly against some virus that doesn't affect you, that doesn't affect your children, that quite frankly, you can't bring yourself to find anybody who you know who's died of it. And supposedly it's a global pandemic. And they're saying, oh, but take this vaccine. We didn't test it. And we, we didn't have time. It's an emergency. It's a global pandemic. You see the circular logic that's at play here. They've got you in their little tumble dryer, propaganda and circular logic. No time to wait, no time to test. Just take it. Trust us. And it, tr trust us and it just ignore all of the uh, lawsuits from here all the way to Timbuktu. Just ignore all that. Ignore the fact that we've lobbied the government to give us uh, a legal immunity. So, <laughs> of course, we can afford to do that because we're big pharma and we've got the money. And, you, and we've got your politicians in our pocket. Thank you very much. And we've got Tony Blair out there pushing it. Anything that Tony Blair is pushing, Tony Blair says the government needs a global vaccine regime. And it needs to be adopted by all the countries of the world. You know, that's the red flag right there. That's the red flag. Any bad idea, any bad policy, you'll find that ghoul behind it. Forget about the red flag. It's a black flag with a Jolly Roger on it. These people are, they have billions of dollars. They've got politicians bought and paid for. They're terrorizing the public with fear. They've got the media doing the job for them. And now they're basically saying you can't travel, you can't be free, you don't have the basic uh, uh, civil liberties anymore. You have to take a corporate product from a corporation that's being bankrolled by a couple of billionaires who are in the media selling their wares every five minutes like Bill and Melinda Gates. They've been doing this to Africa for, for, for years, ladies and gentlemen, but nobody in the West cared. They said, oh, it's just the Africans. But in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking, oh, that, and that's okay because it's not us, is it? They're done colonizing the, quote, third world. 
now they're colonizing you, the first world. It's a private-public partnership, but the private side has, has, has seized control of everything. Private interests are running the WHO, the World Health Organization, bought and paid for by private interest. There is nothing public about it anymore. Anybody that uh, thinks there is, you're delusional. Who's the number one funder of the World Health Organization? It's an oligarch. It's an oligarch who's got billions invested in the vaccine industry, who's a Malthusian, whose dad's a Malthusian, who's responsible for untold, untold devastation, truth be known. Just go look at who's behind the polio vaccine that's been ravaging Africa. Deadly polio sweeping through many countries, bankrolled by who? Put two and two together. If you can't do that, well, I can't help you. So anyway, we're told, oh, it's not happening. It's not happening. It'll never happen. There'll be an avalanche of lawsuits. I was told by somebody, oh, you shouldn't be talking about it. When I hear that, I know, okay, fine. I'm talking to a uh, bona fide gatekeeper. This... There is no bigger issue than this. There is no bigger issue. You have to understand something. That after you've kept the public down intentionally in lockdown, and the government knew damn well there was no virus ravaging, people were not dropping dead in the street. And it came out this week, even in the UK, I have it in front of me, the Daily Mail, it's on the front page. Demands for inquiry as families reveal loved ones wrongly certified as virus victims, wrongly labeled COVID deaths, four page spread. They sat on this story for 11 months. Okay, because now that the, the job's done. The job's done. The government controls the supply and demand. What is the supply? Well, if you keep people locked in their homes and deprive them of every normal facet of their daily life, deprive the children of education, I mean, absolutely destroying society and doing it intentionally and in a concerted effort together with government and media, the government media complex. The government controls the supply of freedom. And so they also have created by lockdowns, by shutting travel down, they've created a demand for what? Well, summer's coming up. Everybody's uh, hoping to book their holiday to see family members. They have created an artificial demand for travel, for vacation, for holidays, for family reunions. Artificial. They've created an artificial demand for a vaccine by floating out stories of shortages. How many times have we seen this in the last six months? Of course, that motivates the consumer 
conditioned Western mind that, uh, oh, there's going to be a shortage of something. You better, you better run out and get in line for it, like toilet paper or vaccines. It's very easy to play people like fiddles. So the government controls the supply and the demand of both sides of that equation. So they have engineered a situation where people who wouldn't normally entertain uh, an involuntary uh, medical procedure being forced on them for something that clearly they know they don't need, they're being forced to capitulate and think that, well, what can we do? We have to give in. Because too few cared and even fewer fought. What's amazing is while this is happening, there's actually a growing movement rejecting this. There's, a, there's more than one massive petition. One of them's got hundreds of thousands of signatures already to trigger a debate in the commons. And I know a lot of people are saying, whoa, 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 it's just democracy's dead. The point is, depending on how you look at it, it's either, it's either over and you've lost or it's just starting, it's just beginning. And the, the real choice is, which way do you view the situation as? Do you view the battle as, as over and lost or just starting? And that really speaks volumes about your worldview. This isn't just about Britain. It's about every country on the planet. If you're in the US, it's about all 50 states. Because we said this from the beginning. Those who've listened to this show know what I'm talking about. If one university requires it, they all have to require it. If one state does it, they all have to do it. But the paradox of that situation is if one person protests, one state protests, one city, one university, one mainstream columnist, then all of a sudden, the agenda's in, in turmoil. It's potentially in limbo. You need to have everybody on board. Everybody that matters, everybody that's, quote, influential. Because one dissenter, is a wrench in the works. That's the paradox of this situation. We all have family that we might have to uh, pass over great barriers to travel to get to. Now great barriers. They weren't barriers before, but they are now.
somebody who is already well ahead of the curve on this. And so here, here's a short clip from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I believe this was from a press conference in Germany, in Berlin, uh, just uh, in late 2020. Listen to RFK Jr. and you'll know what, what, what we're really up against. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in human history. The largest and most critical inflection point that human, humanity has ever encountered. For many years, totalitarian and authoritarian states have used the power of fear to engineer compliance in populations. I grew up understanding what happened in World War II in our country and during the Nuremberg trials, Hermann Goering was asked by the prosecutor, how did you make the German people comply? And Goering said, it's not just Germany. This works in any country, whether it's a fascist country or a communist country or a monarchy or a democracy. All the rulers need to do is to tell people that there's something they need to be fear fearful of, to point a finger at that source of their fear, and you can make human beings do anything you want. You can make them go to slaughter like sheep. You can make them obey. Well, the biosecurity agenda that people like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and Davos and all of these people who are running now the global economy, they have understood for years that they have a power that no totalitarian government has ever had available to it. But now they have a source of fear that is the most pervasive and all-encompassing power that they've ever had, which is the fear of pandemics. Governments love pandemics the same way that they love wars, because it gives them power, it gives them, the, it gives them control, and it gives them the capacity to, to impose obedience on human beings. And today we have an inflection of new technologies that give governments the capacity to impose controls on populations that have never been imagined before in human history by any tyrant in history. So, you know, I'm coming at that issue as are many people I'm seeing on social media, many mainstream people are coming awake on this, by the way, that it's about right and wrong. The, the pandemic is wrong. How it's been portrayed is wrong. It, it's based on a fraudulent pretext, a fraudulent premise. The PCR testing is epic fraud on a global scale. There's people lined up for billions of dollars in contracts. They're printing money, whether it's in PPE, whether it's in vaccines, whether it's in you name it, from here to the moon. It's wrong. The government response to this so-called pandemic has been wrong everything from A to Z. Everything they've done has been wrong. 
and vaccine passports are wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So if you oppose a war in Iraq or you oppose Tony Blair's wars in Iraq, this is no different. This is war. It's only the establishment has declared war on the people. That's the only difference. The war has come home to roost. You know, you have to choose your side morally, ethically. And, you know, if you're being attacked, if your country, if your neighbors, your family, if you're all being attacked in various ways, in very complex and nuanced ways as well, then you have to decide whether you're whether you support what's right or what is absolutely, obviously, patently wrong. And there should really be no discussion about that. But this is a discussion that a lot of people are struggling with. And okay, we've all struggled with this. But let's just stop and call a spade a spade. Let's just call it like it is. This is the biggest con ever and you are gonna (laughs) you oppose them for every yard of the length of that football field with your blood sweat and tears and you're just gonna wave them into the end zone at the end because you want to go on vacation for two weeks and get drunk on the beach is that really what life and and human civilization comes down to at the end of the day because if it is well I don't even want to go there the history books will write the rest. But it's not written yet. So we all need to take this very, this is very real. It's coming, it's, it's, it's already halfway down the pipeline. Whether it goes all the way is going to be up to everybody out there and everybody you know and everybody they know. It's not a fait accompli. It's only a fait accompli if you allow it to be. So this isn't over, and it's going to be a long, hard battle, ladies and gentlemen. That really depends. Depends on whether people are going to wake up and smell the coffee or not.